Welcome back, everybody, to All Good Points. I am your host, as always, Ricky Gray Jr. The biggest game of the football calendar is coming up, so we're going to be taking a look at the odds and some pretty interesting tidbits about that game. Besides that, we're going to be taking a trip around the world of sports, bringing you some updates in the NBA, the NHL, and things like that. So sit back, relax, kick your feet up. Let's get right to it, guys. Okay, so what we're going to do first, we're going to start with the biggest game this week. Now, everybody knows pretty much, for the most part, who I'm going to go with. You guys know I'm picking the Pats, right? Like, I mean, it's no secret. Cat's out of the bag. I'm obviously picking the Pats in the Super Bowl. I don't know if I've necessarily gone over exactly why I think the Pats are going to win, but let me just break down a couple of key points because I've talked about this so much, so I'm going to try not to dwell on it for too long. So number one thing is the Rams. So the Rams were a a Super Bowl team uh, beforehand, you know, back in the Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Falk, um, Isaac Bruce days, Torrey Holt. Like when those guys were there, they were a a playoff contender, a Super Bowl team. That was that was them then. Now, this new Rams team is is pretty much brand new faces. Like you have a lot of young people on that team. And to go along with that, this is their this is their first time going this deep into the playoffs in a very long time. And, you know, last year they went to the playoffs and they lost, you know, their first game in. So it was a in and out kind of thing. So they're very inexperienced. Okay. Um, so my thing about people being inexperienced and playing a team like, you know, the Patriots, it's not like they're going to play the Chiefs. Like if they were going to play the Chiefs, I'd probably still pick the Chiefs to win. But at the same time, I would say that the Rams have a have a better chance of winning. The thing is, though, they're playing the Patriots. So they're playing a team that is like tested in playoff moments. You know, this is Tom Brady is going for his sixth ring right now. Like this isn't a game. This isn't a joke or anything like that. Like he's he's clearly ahead of the curb when it comes to, you know, games. When it comes to big games, he's clearly ahead of the curb. So he kind of has a leg up experience wise. Well, not kind of like, it's clear that he has a leg up experience wise. Now, a lot of people have been pointing out to me like, oh, well, you know, it's a young guy going against an old guy talking about like, you know, Jared Goff going against Tom Brady. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not, Tom Brady's not playing defense. You know what I mean? Like the, the thing is Jared Goff has to account for the best scheme coach in NFL history. And there's going to be so many different things brought at him. I don't think Jared Goff could handle it. If personally, since Patrick Mahomes couldn't necessarily handle it, I'm going to say that Jared Goff can't handle it because Jared Goff is not a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. I'm, if you're if you're a Jared Goff fan, that is fine. He's a good quarterback, but he's inconsistent. He's occasionally inconsistent, especially when the, the bright lights are on him. Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, is great every single time he plays. It's just a fact. Look at the stats. It's, fa- it's a fact, you know. Um, so you have that, right? You have this situation of a very young um, a very young, inexperienced playoff team going against this team that is just a Super Bowl titan, you know? And some people were bringing up to me, well, you know, nobody thought the Eagles were going to win that game. And it's like, okay, yeah, nobody thought that the Eagles were going to win that game. But at the same time, it was still to this day, I will see that as a fluke. Like, that was just a very off kind of moment for me to like consider it as a real moment. Like I thought there was just a little bit of NFL trickery, um, when it came to that game. So when, when I'm thinking of it, you know, logically, if there's any NFL trickery involved in this one, it would be giving the Pats the win, not the other way around. Like it wouldn't be another underdog team, uh, getting one over on Tom Brady. Um, 
So that's, that's kind of the way that I see that. That's kind of the way that I see that going. Now, another thing that I think is, is kind of interesting is that they're a little too cocky for the position that they're in. Okay, so real quick, uh, Nickel Roby Coleman, the same person that would have lost the game for the Rams if it wasn't for a missed pass interference call, which let's just, that was pass interference, okay? So the same guy that did that, that probably would have been like, dragged through the streets of LA is talking crap about Tom Brady and his age slowing the, like since, since Tom is up in age, he slowed down and you know, they're going to go ahead and do what they need to do. And it's like, here's the thing, dude, be humble, bro. Like seriously, you, you're at this, you're at this pinnacle of you thinking that like, that you have any room to comment on Tom Brady when your quarterback on his best day does not touch Tom Brady. Like, Jared Goff on his best day does not touch Tom Brady. I don't care what you say. I don't care what argument you bring up. You could tell me that Tom Brady throws check, check downs all the time. You, I don't care. It really doesn't matter. Tried and true, Tom Brady is the best quarterback in NFL history. It's a fact, okay? The most winning quarterback in NFL history. I don't care what you say. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna entertain a back and forth with somebody that won't recognize Tom Brady as being the best quarterback that's ever been okay either way that's neither here nor there so the cornerback that almost lost the game for the team that he plays for you know that would have been ridiculed for a stupid play that he committed because that was pass interference three of the referees were had ties to the rams so that's another little nfl trickery kind of thing but whatever you know that's whatever but that same person is the one that's going to talk about you know the opposing quarterback well here's the thing buddy you wouldn't be here to talk if a ref had used his eyes that game instead of, you know, going blind on one particular play. But here's the funny thing about that. Just, this is the funny thing. Nickel Roby Coleman, Coleman is going to most likely have to defend Julian, Edel, Julian Edelman most of the time. So I really hope that all that talk about Tom Brady, you know, slowing down, I hope he's right. Otherwise, Julian Edelman is going to make him look really, really stupid. And if you think that Tom Brady didn't see all of that or hear all of that and isn't going to just immediately target him, because here's the funny thing about the Rams' defense when it comes to cornerbacks, right? Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters, Nickel Roby Coleman. Nickel Roby Coleman is the week one out of that group. Marcus Peters is better, Aqib Tlaib is better. Those are two good corners. Nickel Roby Coleman is not in that conversation, Okay. So since you're not in that conversation, what gives you the right to even comment on anything? That's just how I feel, okay? You shouldn't be commenting. You should, uh, you should recognize, uh, game should recognize game. And if you had game, you would be able to recognize that the person that you're playing is not a joke and you shouldn't talk about his age getting to him. The funny thing is he like immediately redacted it when everybody called him out on it because everybody and their mom called him out on it. So he redacts it and he's like, well, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, I'm sure you didn't mean it that way. But you're going to try to take it back now because everybody's like, no, you're a trash corner. So, you know, whatever, neither, whatever, you know, it's, it's so difficult sometimes when it comes to some of the stuff that these guys say for absolutely no reason. And, and they should understand that the person that they're playing is not a game, you know, and that, that goes vice versa. That goes for anybody talking about anybody. There's, there's zero reason to say that when you're not on the same caliber as that player. You don't get to comment on that person because you will never be near that stature. But anywho, 
the Pats are minus two and a half going into this game. Okay. That for me, bet wise, that's easy. I'm easily taking the Pats minus two and a half. The over under is 56 and a half. The last time I checked, um, I would easily take that under. I don't think it's going to get to 56. I think the game's going to end up somewhere around like 24 to 17 Pats. That's, that's kind of my theory on that game. I see it going 24, 17 Pats. Um, I also kind of see it as like Jared Goff gets like a fourth quarter drive or a fourth quarter chance to drive down the field and, you know, score to tie it up and maybe send it to overtime, but he ends up like throwing a pick. That is, I'm just, this is prophetic. Okay. If it happens, I'm going to freak the hell out, but that's, that's, um, that is uh that's our segment for um the NFL Super Bowl weekend. Guys, send me your picks on Instagram. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna move on to the NBA. Okay, so biggest news currently in the NBA is that Anthony Davis has requested a trade from the Pelicans, which is interesting. He's been with the Pelicans for a while. Um and I was I wouldn't say it was out of the blue. I think the interesting are not interesting, but the the main thing behind it is that the Pelicans aren't in the position to be a winning team, even with somebody like Drew Holiday. Um even with somebody like Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis, they're just they're not in the position to be a championship team, which is obviously what Anthony Davis wants. Now, I am I am firmly on the side of not blaming players for wanting to be on championship teams. Our not wanting, you know, not wanting to be on on a losing team. I, I'll say that. Not not wanting to be on a losing team. I am not saying that I am behind Kevin Durant and the snake movement. I don't like that. I don't like it when you when you leave a good team, a really good team. You and Russell Westbrook, and you know Serge Ibaka, and you know that that's just whatever. But you you leave them, and you move to go and play with the team that just won the championship. And then your line about it is if you can't beat them, join them. So that I that I don't support. But Anthony Davis asking to be traded to a team with a a better chance of winning, I don't I don't see that as being a bad thing. Now, there are three teams in the front running, but I think that there's one team that's the clear-cut team. Um, so the three teams that are in the running are the Lakers, uh, the, I should say the LA Lakers, just in case people don't know, um, the Boston Celtics and the New York Knicks. Now he has already said that he's not going to be, um, resigning with New Orleans. So it puts the Pelicans in kind of a tough spot deciding whether to trade him quickly or wait until the best offer comes in. The good thing about Anthony Davis is this trade demand is not going over like the Jimmy Butler and the Minnesota Timberwolves debacle. Like it kind of seems like they're on good terms about it. Like they both come to terms with, you know, him wanting to leave and do things, um, do things differently and, and maybe play for a, a better team. It seems like New Orleans is coming to terms with that a little bit, which is fine. You know, there, there are times where a player isn't going to necessarily want to, you know, continue doing the same thing over and over again, you know, maybe going to the playoffs and losing because your team isn't deep enough to continue going through the playoffs and play for a championship. That's normal. That happens. Um, the, the, the good thing is if they do keep it cordial, then it won't get bad. He did get fined $50,000 though for a public trade demand, which is stupid. Like that's just, 
a really stupid thing to find somebody for, but whatever. Um, he is, however, on his way to becoming a six-time All-Star, averaging 29 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, uh, almost two steals, and almost three blocks per game. It's really good. The guy's got really good numbers, and he has a huge upside because he he's kind of like he's kind of like the guy that like you can't stop. Anthony Davis is kind of like the guy that you can't stop. Now you imagine him being on a team with another superstar and it just turns into something completely different and it gets scary, you know, because you already not being able to guard him and then maybe having to worry about another superstar or another, you know, dominant, dominant player. It can get very sketchy. The only thing that I would say as far as Davis's downsides are, uh, he currently is dealing with a finger injury. Uh, earlier this season, he was dealing with an ankle injury. And then even earlier in the season, he was dealing with a hip injury. So he's not, I won't say he's injury prone, but I will say that he does have to deal with a lot of different ailments. Um, and when you have somebody that's going to be out for, you know, four games, five games, whatever, that can mess up your record in basketball. That can mess up your record. Um, so some of the potential landing spots I already covered the Lakers, the Celtics and the Knicks. So let's just talk about like the idea behind like if these teams were going to go after him. So the Lakers, um, it kind of seems like the way that they would do it is they would trade Ingram, uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and Kyle Kuzma, maybe along with another pick to get um, Anthony Davis. We're gonna. I'm gonna circle back around to that and why I don't think it's a good idea. But um, the Celtics, they have too many uh, too many ho- hoops to jump through um, to get Anthony Davis. So I think it's like one of those things where they're saying that they're in the running, but they're not. Now here's the team that I think has a pretty likely chance of getting them: the New York Knicks. They are dead focused on building a super team with Porzingis and the possibility of adding Zion Williamson. So they could let go of Tim Hardaway Jr., Kevin Knox, and like a second or a third round pick or something like that. And for, you know, for the Pelicans, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Kevin Knox, that's a pretty good deal. The Raptors and the Bucks have said things about, you know, being interested in getting him. The Bucks were saying like they would pay some serious money for him and stuff like that. But I think the best chance is AD either lands in Los Angeles or he lands in uh, New York. And the funny thing about New York is the, the Knicks anyway, they're in like a conversation to pick up AD af- or um, Kevin Durant after uh, this year is over, which is interesting because Kevin Durant becomes a free agent. He could sign with whoever he wants. And it's kind of like already been said or it's out in the ether that he's not going to resign with the Golden State Warriors, which is super interesting. Um, and a, good, a place that's kind of like rumored that Kevin Durant is going to end up is, in, is the New York Knicks to play alongside Porzingis. Super interesting could be crazy if they end up having Anthony Davis, uh, Christoph Porzingis, Zion Williamson. That would be crazy to see because then it's like, okay, well, it would be a weird swing to see Golden State go from a team that's winning champions uh, championships a lot, or 24-7 basically, and switching over to like the Knicks winning championships over and over. It would just be a weird swing. Um, so the reason why I say that like the, the Lakers letting go of uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and Kyle Kuzma... I just don't think it's a good idea to let go of so much youth for one player that fast because it's hard to get good youthful players. Lonzo Ball is coming into his own. Like Brandon Ingram, I'm fine with you letting letting him go. Um, 
uh, Caldwell Pope, I'm, I'm fine with you letting him go. I'm not fine with you letting go of Kyle Kuzma, though. Like, Kyle Kuzma has, like, the best chance of becoming a, a very, very big star in this league. And I think if you're the Lakers and you let him go, you miss out on the opportunity of having the future. Because right now you're kind of set to have the future. If you want to let go of a couple of pieces, that's fine, because usually you can recover that. But Kyle Kuzma is a really, really good basketball player, and he's kind of central to uh, when LeBron goes on the bench. When LeBron goes to sit down is when Kuzma is out, and Kuzma is usually doing some of the some of the fill-in work for LeBron being gone. And he's still playing really good right now. So I don't really think you lose the house just to get Anthony Davis for you know, however long you get them for. I just don't see that being a smart move. If, I, if I'm the Lakers, I don't see that as being a smart move. Um, if I'm Magic Johnson, I'm telling them, like, let's do, let's do picks and, like, Brandon Ingram and Caldwell Pope. Let's, let's do something like that. Let's not get rid of, you know, let's not get rid of Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma. Let's keep those guys, give them some picks. But the funny thing was the, uh, the GM for the, the Pelicans said that they don't want to do any trades with the Lakers right now, which is... Like, why are you refusing trades with people? That doesn't make any sense, especially if it's just going to make your team better. And, you know, obviously players want to leave your team. The good thing is a bright spot for uh, New Orleans is they have Drew Holiday, and that kid is going to get them wins. Like, for as long as he's there, Drew Holiday is going to get them wins. Um, So what we're going to do now is that we're actually got a little bit of hockey to talk about, so we're going to move on, talk a little bit of hockey. So talking hockey, it's been... I actually don't think I've talked about hockey yet on this show, which is great. You guys get to get a little bit of a mixer. Like now that football season's coming to a close, we're going to have episodes about a bunch of different things. So it's good that we're actually breaking into hockey now. Okay. So real quick, a couple of, couple of relatively, you know, newsworthy things. Um, the Toronto Maple, Maple Leafs, Jesus Christ, if I could say that word, right? The Toronto Maple Leafs. There we go. Picked up Jake Muzzin from the Kings for a first rounder and two prospects. That's really good because the Maple Leafs need a defenseman, right? And the Kings are kind of working on their rebuild because they're having a very lackluster season. Um, Crosby took home the all-star MVP, dropped four goals. Uh, Really fun to watch. I actually like watching the all-star break when it comes to hockey versus watching like the Pro Bowl. It's a little bit more fun for me. I also really love watching hockey. So if I was like picking like Pro Bowl hockey game, definitely taking the hockey game. Um, There was a little bit of controversy, though, during this uh, NHL All-Star weekend. Okay, a woman, the U.S. national or U.S. women's national team uh, member, Brianna Decker, she beat the one minute and nine second time that was uh, set. The interesting thing was that she, like the NHL said that they didn't record her time, but somehow somebody actually clocked her at 1.6 seconds, basically meaning that she would win and she would win the $25,000. So it was kind of interesting because it was it was a little bit of a back and forth saying, oh, well, you know, she won, she didn't win, whatever, like a back and forth thing about it. So, you know, Twitter gets involved. And uh, when Twitter gets involved, you know, a bunch of people speak and basically saw it as being really unfair that she was um, basically shunned from 
winning this trophy or, you know, winning the $25,000. So CCM, um, one of the biggest like hockey gear companies ever, uh, like almost, almost everything in the NHL is from CCM. But anywho, uh, they stepped in and actually gave her the $25,000 that she would have received as a grand prize. The NH- the NHL, I've God, I gotta stop say- saying NFL. Um, the NHL actually kind of stepped up towards the end and was like, okay, well, we'll give you twenty five thousand dollars towards you know a charity that you pick, and they actually awarded that to the other girls that had participated in some of the challenges as well. Um, so it kind of blew over, uh, but I think it's something that we're going to see more is uh, maybe even in basketball. Uh, seeing some of the women participate in the skills challenge and having a chance to win, which would be cool. It's it's good to see. Um, I do think that, you know, the NHL needs to do a little bit of a better job um, stepping up earlier, not waiting until basically the people that su- supply, you know, every team with their gear, like waiting for them to step in. Like you should have just announced that right from the beginning. Once somebody like confirmed that she had a, she actually had a, a one minute and six second time. Um, but you know, it is what it is. They, they ironed it out. It seems like everything's okay. Um, last but not least the wild, the Minnesota wild gave an extension to Alex Stalock, the, the backup goalie, which is really good because, um, Devin Dubnik has been a little bit inconsistent. Um, and I do like Dubnik, but at the same time, um, I have seen Stalock play in a couple of games and I really do like the way that he plays. So we'll see which way that goes. They might be thinking about doing something with Devin Dubnik in the off season, depending on how this season finishes out. We might not have uh, Dubnik as our goalie anymore. So that is it for the weekly recap, guys. Make sure to review and rate All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. Follow me on Instagram at All Good Points Podcast. And last but not least, enjoy the Super Bowl, guys. I'm going to be live streaming a little bit of it because uh, my buddy's throwing a house party. So I'm going to be live streaming a little bit of it. Have a great weekend. Um, Make sure you rate, review, download, share, do all of that different stuff. I will holler at you guys later.